0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door with the Grey Rooms podcast. Today we are discussing Season 2, Episode 9, Shadows and Teeth, written by Bailey Hart. Today, to discuss the story, we have with us the author, Bailey Hart.
1: Hi, hello.
0: Uh, We have with us the head of the art department and the visual direction of the podcast, Cassie Pertit.
2: Hi, guys.
0: And we have the uh, audio engineer, sound designer, and executive producer all rolled into one. Jeez, that was hard. Jason Wilson. Great. That's really good job. You read it off the card properly. So thank you ever so much. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you more to say next time. No worries. I'm getting paid. Thank God. Email is coming. <laughs> and I am the social media and Patreon manager, Brooks Bigley. Well, whew. hi. Wow. Bailey, how are you today?
1: Pretty good, pretty good.
0: Your story just released. How did you like it? Tell us.
1: It was very surreal. I've never had anything done in audio form before, so listening to it back was very strange, but I loved it.
0: Okay, so this was your your first um, go-around with a a story being produced by a podcast. Awesome. So did you see kind of... what you had in your head, you know, to write the story. Did you just kind of see that coming to fruition through the audio? Like how, how did it all make you feel?
1: Well, it's been a while since I wrote it. So a lot of the time I was sort of in the story as if I was listening to any of the other stories. I've listened to the whole season so far. Mm -hmm. So I kept dipping in and out and now and then I'll go, oh, I remember writing that. and But other times I would just be invested in the whole story
0: right right so it was almost kind of like new to you almost in a way
1: yeah kind
0: of like rewatching a movie that you haven't seen in a very long time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but obviously i'm english so listening to all in a different accent as well was very interesting
0: (laughs) that's true yeah so yeah you you to you we're the ones with the accents we talk about this a lot on the show i love that um Does that change anything for you, or did it make you think it was like in a different setting from what you originally felt, or did we lose anything in the translation there, or did it all come across just right?
1: I think it all came across. I I think I probably should have used some different swear words. Some of the swear words were a bit strange. Um, But no, it it, it was very well done, and I loved listening to it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So then, what. What uh, what I always ask this, what inspired you? So one day there was not this story and then you had the seed idea and then you continued with it until you finished writing it. What inspired all of that?
1: I found myself wanting to submit. So I sat down one afternoon and wrote a list of very ordinary scenarios that I could destroy and twist somehow. <laughs> so I had things like dentists and buying a house and adopting a pet was on there. And a dentist would be terrifying. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a good dentist story yet. Interesting. Season three, Bailey. Season three. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so you went with the um, the animal aspect, basically. You went with the adopting a yes. pet idea.
1: Yeah, I'd recently got myself a cat, so... It all timed up quite nicely.
3: Well, after this story, it makes sense. I <laughs> want a cat
0: too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to like say a like, lot of people are going to avoid dogs.
1: Yeah, he's like <laughs> giving the cats
2: some like side eye now, and making sure that like they're staying in their half of the corner and like not trying to take over your body, and things like that <laughs> not now. smiling at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, I I have some more questions about the story, like the the plot behind the story, but I want to, um, I want to wait a little bit, to, to get into that. Um, so you, um, you came up with the idea, okay, setting pet adoption. Um, h- how did you conceive this idea basically of, I don't want to say yet that they switched identities or anything, but definitely David is in the dog now. So h- how did you ultimately come up with that to end up being what's going on?
1: Uh, I wanted to do something quite like a Twilight Zone episode. I remember watching one, I think it was Twilight Zone, where a man slowly turned into a, a bee and I wanted to have some sort of twist that was kind of like that. And I have always wanted to adopt a dog. I've I've loved dogs. So I was very I'm very much like Laura in the story so I wanted to sort of explore it from a different angle and okay. explore someone who maybe wasn't too keen on pets and things just sort of snowballed from there.
0: Yeah, interesting how, how yeah you could tell right off the bat, David, it's not that he didn't like pets, but you could see he was just very indifferent, I guess, to pets, but wanted to please Laura. I mean, Laura was clearly the dog lover in the situation. Um, so it was good that you kind of had that, that juxtaposition there. Um, I, 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 love how, like, I, I'm a dog lover too. I've, I've had dogs in the past and there's just this way that you can like look at your dog or I mean, you're a cat too. I've never had a cat, but you can look at your animal and you can look at them in the eyes. And sometimes you can just feel a reciprocation of, I don't know, like a, like an unspoken communication. And I never You've, you freaked me out because I've never looked a dog in its eyes. And <laughs> the horror story that you have created now, I will now forever remember looking into any dog's eyes. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to suck my consciousness into him. I need to run away from this dog. Like <laughs> You did a really good job at picking something so ordinary, so regular in our life, and then turning it into just a, a, a scary horror uh, thing. Ah, you did a great job. Love it. Yeah.
3: Again, that's why I have a cat. He's a good
0: <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> Have you ever had a dog, Bailey?
1: I've grown up with dogs, so until I, I moved out on my own, I've always had dogs. So
0: Okay, okay. You're good with them
1: then. Yeah. So I I've spent my whole childhood sort of speaking to dogs as if they, they knew what I was saying. So I,
0: yeah, think I think just that that way all of, dog lovers do that, yeah. yeah. I want to boost that with up them. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And Jason, you you really, to me, in terms of, I don't want, I wish I knew a different word other than just calling it sound effects, but the ambiance, the um, the effects in general, having those headphones on, I I felt this dog walking around me and poking its nose at things. Like, if you are a dog lover or you've had a dog, you will instantly feel nostalgic towards any dog you've ever loved or owned by listening to this story, at least in that beginning part. Um, you know, when they're going to the pet orphanage and yeah, great job producing that. How did you do that, Jason, that, that particular scene with the dogs in the beginning?
3: Well, I've, I, just like Bailey, I've been a dog owner my entire life. And, uh, until I was old enough to realize that, boy, they are a lot of work and I don't like carrying around a little bag and picking poop up off the ground. And, uh, that's just, you know, just, just a little things like that. And, uh, so I got a cat because, well, my wife is a cat person and she said, we're getting a cat. I said, all right, fine, whatever. I don't care. And, um, this cat is essentially a dog. He wants you to pet and touch him and all that kind of weird stuff. But, um, I've gone to dog, uh, uh I've gone to the pound. I've gone to the, you know, the dog shelters and all that kind of stuff to rescue dogs or buy puppies. And I always knew, I, I could remember what it was like when I would walk in there, you know, the smells, the sounds, everything else like that. And so I just drew from, you know, childhood memories and that's all it was. And then, of course, I grew up with a lot of hardwood floors and the dogs always
0: yes. have their nails <laughs> yes, 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 hitting yes. the wood.
3: So if you're yep. going to have a dog moving around, you have to have that sound for sure. And yeah, panting because dogs are always out of breath. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <gasps> Oh, sorry. That's me. I'm just uh, overweight. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it takes a former dog owner or current dog owner, I think, to even realize that to produce that scene. So, yeah, you did a very commendable job. I think anyone else would have been like, like, let's say you had to do a scene with an elephant. You're, you're, You're not used to dealing with elephants, so you might not structure the sound exactly convincingly enough maybe I don't know you're a producer you can do what you want but man I just I was I kept opening my eyes where's the dog where's the dog while I was listening uh to the episode the first time so it was a great uh great intro into it yeah excellent um Bailey how long have you been writing like how long have you have you you write other stories other horror other genres like what what's your deal
1: uh professionally I've been well, I went to university to study creative writing, so it's been since then. Um, I've written a novel, I've written a short film, so I've done bits and pieces here and oh, there. Wow. But okay. I've been writing since I was seven, maybe. I remember being in school and making my own little book that I'd stapled together about a, it was called The Birthday Man, and it was a man who killed children on their birthdays. Oh, wow. I I started young.
3: So
0: did you uh, submit that story? Yeah, season three. Hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I drew all the pictures myself and I I put it on a little bookcase in my my school.
0: (laughs) So how old did you say that you were when when you did that?
1: I was seven years old and around about a couple of years later, my parents and my grandmother were letting me read Stephen King books so I started <laughs> Start them early
0: yes that's awesome <laughs> yes, absolutely there are a couple of uh, the, the more safer uh, no sleep podcast episodes that I'll let uh, my daughter listen to like we'll listen to some of the stories you can do it you can find them there's a couple there that are okay to let let the kids kind of have their first foray into horror so that's awesome Good for your parents. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love your parents. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What kind of other things do you write, Bailey?
1: Um, it's, it's usually horror. I enjoy character-based horror, if that makes sense. So I enjoy putting people in horrific situations and seeing how someone would deal with that. That's ah, the sort
0: perfect. of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's Those the sort kind of I <laughs> Well, and you certainly did that with this story. I mean, I I couldn't, I couldn't feel like, so listening through, I couldn't really play. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I know where this is going to end up or, oh, that was a pleasant twist to what I thought would happen, but I could not make out what was going to happen. So it was kind of like a, this is really building towards something that's really going to just, just completely knock them down. And once... I kind of realized, and I love to to maybe talk more about the lore of this all. I feel like there's a lore behind your story. But once I realized that, like this, the, you know, D.D. Dee Dee, the dog took David's consciousness into the dog's body. Does that mean that whatever the dog consciousness that was there is now in David's body? And if D.D. Dee Dee keeps going back to the orphanage, is it bringing back these human souls to the like? There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff here that you can get into. <laughs> You've done a great job at keeping it open, kind of, but without leaving unresolved, you know, points. Um, can you can you share any of that? Is there anything else to it? Did you have anything planned in the background of what the the plot, anything like that?
1: The the way I saw it was DD Dee Dee being returned all this time was because people were picking up on his techniques and sending him back before he could complete what he set out to do and in my head most time all dogs want are, is love they want they want to be loved by their human and dd Dee Dee was taking that to the extreme and mm-hmm. swapping places with david to receive that love in a more human way
0: mm-hmm yeah. And interesting that Dee Dee only targeted Laura, didn't target both of them. So clearly, Dee Dee's, um, I don't know, mentality, I guess, is to is to just like water going to the egress, just seek out that person that will offer that kind of love.
1: Yes, So yes. David was um,
0: instantly the enemy and Laura was the friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So David was always the one that Dee Dee was going to be focused on getting rid of.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly, to replace, yeah.
3: Yeah, such a cool story. I remember when I was editing and listening to it, and when I got to the part to where the twist happened, I actually had uh, goose goosebumps, because I was like, man, this is so crazy. This is weird. Like, he wakes up as the dog. That's nuts. <laughs> I was like, this, mm-hmm. this is cool. Yeah, I just really loved how it just, again, it was, it was quick, too. It was like, poop, the turnaround just happened. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. this is really neat.
0: So I didn't know until he tried to stand up or right. put his arms out, and they weren't arms; they were they were dog legs. Yep, <laughs> yeah, which oh, really that cool. Yeah, would be very freaky. Um, Cassie, how did you like listening? Or oh, we, we read the stories first, you know, and then mm-hmm. you make the artwork. How did you? Um, how did you determine the way that you designed the episode artwork based on what you were reading into the story?
2: Yeah, it's, it's always really interesting, like, going through and reading the stories first in order to make the art, because I feel like I want to make sure that, you know, whatever I'm making for you guys is, um, you know, so engaging for what the story is. And I know this one in particular is, like, I wanted to capture that really quick surprise of, like, here's this, you know, this this gentle dog, and then all of a sudden he just, you know, he snaps, he bears his teeth, he growls, he's... Really in your face, and I kind of want to deliver that moment. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love going through and, and being able to read these stories and really try to get that that moment of surprise or that moment of shock, um, and really deliver on what the story is. So I I love the story. I thought it was a great one.
0: Yeah, and I had to listen. Let me think. Today was the maybe the fifth time I've listened to the episode all the way through because I feel like. Time and time again, I feel like a lot of the authors, especially for season two now, doing a lot of nice, interesting foreshadowing here and there, and you don't pick up on certain things until the second or the third time through. Um, my whole, I completely missed about uh, Dee, Dee going back and then thinking, oh, he's going to take this consciousness back with him to the pet orphanage. Let's say if they were returning Dee because he's like, there's only one David now, or there can only be one David. Um, I didn't think about that whole concept of maybe the pet orphanage owner being in on some soul collector type thing until maybe the third time I listened to it, cuz you have to keep you, you keep collecting more clues as to the foreshadowing of what's going on. Like she she the, the pet orphanage owner called these dogs like her kids, right, Bailey? What was the mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, so they're parts owner, of her.
1: The pet owner in my head definitely <laughs> knows what DD Dee Dee yes. is and yes. what DD Dee Dee wants to do. Um, yes. it wasn't so much of a soul collecting thing more of a sort of a monster pet shop owner so, yeah. so she was right. aware of of this weird thing and mm-hmm. she was just going to let it happen
3: monster pet shop owner and it's so, so. perfectly subtle <laughs> interesting
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's so perfectly subtle I didn't pick up on it the first time so then the second time I'm like oh my gosh this became more sinister oh my gosh I just figured it out yeah lots of fun to listen to this definitely five times let me tell you how many times five times
3: (laughs) that's true you and JM (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah going over that music over and over again um right right
3: you can't you can never leave JM uh, the production work that I do is one thing but you know what the soul of the story really is when JM drops the music in there so and I thought he did a great mm -hmm. job on the music in this too so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah sets the mood and the tone very well very much so um Bailey like what was like your favorite do you have like any favorite point in the story or like a unique uh, moment in the story anything that was your favorite at all Anything that stood out to you
1: I really liked the the smile the, the smiling part um okay. that part stood out for me but Okay the the whole thing with just how everything entwined together—the music, the the foley, the, even the artwork—I love the artwork. It was all of it combined that, that I just loved.
3: That's right. Everybody, the gray rooms—it's a package deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Book
0: your agent We're now. Like your Vol- We're like Voltron. We connect and we deliver. Um, <laughs> so, so what? So you now going back to horror? You said that you appre- appreciate you write. Of course, you appreciate it. You write horror that uh, you said, like, character. what did you say? You called it character horror or?
1: Yes, yeah, character is horror. Is that
0: like a genre or is just kind of how you're describing it? Because I, I like what you're saying. I, I like that, too, where it involves a person overcoming something that's so astronomically out of the ordinary. It's like speculative fiction. Um, I, I'm
1: not sure like- if it's in- sorry, go ahead. I'm
0: sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, if it was more specific to um, – speculative in terms of like this is something that could possibly really happen or is it more like fantastical horror that you like that's like oh then you know the aliens showed up and and they enslaved half of humanity you know the big type um horror versus like the um i don't think my mother is my mother today and i'm going to investigate what's going on that kind of subtle horror
1: Uh, i'm i i have I much prefer the subtle type of horror. I, I do okay. enjoy the bigger horror, and I think it mm. depends on the story. Some stories I think need to have that that big, overarching story and background to it. But the subtle horror is always the horror that stays with me more. Um, I find it sinks in into your skin a little bit more. Yeah. You're thinking about it's it. More you're relatable. To work out what's happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's sometimes there's always that thought of is this actually horror is this actually happening is, is it just in this person's head and that's always interesting to me as well
0: yeah i like that too um yep My although the cliche of, of like the cliche of like oh it's just a mental disorder that always kind of bums me out when a writer uses that as kind of like the go-to explanation of something um mm. it's always fun to like wonder what it could be but you never want to make that final or anything um
1: no, it takes a bit of the punch away from it. I think if you fully say, this is what happened, it was all this. Right. It mm-hmm. takes the right, wonder right. out of it.
0: Right. Like putting a big spotlight on the monster versus letting the monster kind of lurk in the shadows a little bit. Let yes, your imagination exactly. do the rest, fill in the rest. hmm Yeah. Um, did you find any challenges in trying to wrap up your story? Were there any challenges where you got stuck, that you couldn't figure out how to get a certain character through something, anything like that when you were writing the story?
1: Well, this story was a little easier in some ways because I knew how it had to end, and that was that the character had to die. So I had Mm -hmm. that ending to work towards. So in some ways, it was much easier than writing something else because I had that trajectory that I could aim towards. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm the sort of writer that likes to plot things out beforehand. So once I've got everything written down, then I can just plow on straight ahead.
0: Yeah, I imagine it'd be difficult to just sit down and say, "I'm going to write a horror story," and then just starting from point A and then just working your way forward. That would mm. probably get very difficult very fast to keep your to keep your plot linear and 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 make yes, any kind it of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never written. I've written small things, but I'm not a writer. I don't want to pretend like I am. So I I guess I just assume that, may, that makes perfect sense to me. You want to have like an outline, a skeleton to follow. Um, but I'm always interested in like, I guess it's the version of like the cutting room floor of like, well, I had this third character, but then I wrote them out. And originally this character was going to do this, but then I realized that this wouldn't work. I like hearing kind of, those kind of um, behind the scenes of the that the writers like to share. So I was just wondering if you had anything like that um, with the story. But you seem to really know what you wanted to do to accomplish writing this.
1: With this story, yes, this one turned out much better than <laughs> writing something else. I often do have to take out characters, or I mm-hmm. I completely swap a whole story around. The thing I'm writing at the moment, I've just gone through the whole outline again and done it from scratch but this one i i knew where i wanted it to go i knew how i wanted it to start and it just all flowed very nicely
0: that's awesome groovy well it turned out amazing was <laughs> a, a great story definitely i i feel like um it almost reminds not remind remind is the wrong word it just i just have a a vague remembrance of um our season two well we are still season two the episode number two for this season a disconnect um i loved that story of how he kind of lost his life to another human being and now in this situation our character is losing his life to a to a dog but where they're losing their life but the interesting twist is someone else is now continuing with that life so i thought that uh That was a very kind of fun, like, oh, this is like, we can say this is another kind of situation, just like that other story that we did this season. It's just fun to have all this canon that we're developing around the Grey Rooms podcast. Because as you know, Samantha Winters now went through what what your story is about.
3: Samantha is a B.A., by the way. Holy cow. I love the direction that story
0: went, by the way. Uh.
3: Way to go, Mr. Zanke.
0: Yeah. Samantha, that's awesome. What did you think? Do do you follow that, Bailey? What do you think of that?
1: Uh, I've I've listened to every episode so far. so um, I'm I'm loving Samantha at the minute. I think it's nice to have such a a different look on someone within the gray rooms and seeing how different she is to Raymond. It's, It's very interesting to follow. And I like how strong and positive she is which yeah. is crazy in mm-hmm. that situation
3: yeah that's my point yeah. that's why i said she's B A be bad- badass she's, she's a, a badass wonder yeah, she's <laughs> like she, it's almost unrelenting how just she can face everything with you know just a touch just an iron fist and a, and a steel jaw and it's amazing to me it's it's a contrast to, to raymond last season who in all fairness because of the kind of guy he was he was just a coward and a big sissy and samantha yeah. um, is not and i i truly love this season's narrative and i love all, again all the stories that we've received this season too because like you said brooks they're just they're, there's so much building going on with each one of these stories as mm-hmm. far as the world and i'm really enjoying this it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. i can't wait for the next season
0: yeah we had we drop the Wait till we drop the season finale on everybody! Holy moly! Oh, cannot wait. Things are happening, Bailey. Things are happening. It's amazing. Oh yeah. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for each episode. <laughs> we are building towards glorious, glorious stuff. Um, um, Cassie, what um, what was your favorite part of this story versus um other stories? We we never get oh. you on Cassie, so it's fun <laughs> to hear anything now that you can give know, us I'm as like opinions.
2: Sitting back and enjoying the the behind the door episode, so to speak. But <laughs> um, there were so many great parts of the story. Uh, it's it's so interesting to hear too from you, Bailey, that it was this creature that was kind of unsuspect, uh, uh, unsuccessful, and that's why he kept being returned. Because I know in my mind, I was like, oh man, what if it is where he takes over a new person and then you know they're always dropping off the person that he dropped you know he takes over Mm. off of the shelter so Mm. those those people are just trying to sneak out and get back out of the dog body and into a human body so i i have such an interesting twist especially with the shopkeeper um and you can just tell in her voice the whole time just the the forbearance on like what's about to happen and the are you really ready for this do you think you're really ready to take on mm-hmm. this opportunity this pet uh and and by the way his name happens to be david as well
1: <laughs> those were just really great little
2: <laughs> character clips that kind of give you some some really heavy just evil feeling foreshadowing to it i i loved it all
3: yep that was really neat i love <laughs> when margaret is in a care it it play, plays a character role in one of our stories because so she just brings uh, just a whole new level of of acting ability and i always and when i saw that she was going to be the one doing those lines i was like oh here we go buckle down it's margaret mm-hmm.
1: listening yes, to the whole fantastic. thing I've, I've started to in my head imagine her being the same woman in each of the stories so i've got my own little head cannon going on just because she's always playing oh. such Malicious, sort of sinister characters in my head. I've connected them all.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, um, for season yeah. three. Yeah, we got We got to fix that. <laughs> Margaret's a sweetheart. We don't need to do this. <laughs> gosh. Oh, oops. No. Um.
2: <laughs> Little did we know we just got a new plot line for season. I George. know. My gosh. <laughs> Evil <laughs> Margaret <laughs> all the way through.
3: I gotta. I gotta somehow figure out. How to get her a card. Ah, oh, man. My bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bailey, I, I want to include a bunch of links uh, in the show notes uh, that can help fans find other things that you've written, other uh, projects that you're a part of. Is there anything that you're currently working on that you can share with us or um, point us towards?
1: Um, I mean... I'm currently working on my second novel, but I'm not sure how soon that will be finished. Um, mm. I have a previous novel that people are welcome to buy if they would so like. Um, What's your novel called? It's called The Lockhouse.
0: The Lockhouse. Oh. What is it about?
1: It's, a, it's about a woman who has been left in a forest and her attempt to get back to her home to take revenge on the person who left her there. It's Ooh, kind of boy. post-apocalyptic. The forest isn't a very nice place to be, and it's all about her survival and just pure rage as she's trying to get back.
0: That's my kind of story. Ooh,
1: that <laughs> sounds
0: intriguing. All right, we're definitely going to include that in the show notes. Awesome. That um, sounds so and th- cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's your first novel, you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then you're working on your second novel now. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have plans to maybe start submitting, like have you got that bug now in you that you want to start submitting uh, short stories to any other horror podcasts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to do this again. It's been such an interesting experience and to see it all come together at the end is just so worth it. And, yeah, yeah I, I would love to do something like this again. I'm always sort of chipping away at short stories, so. Awesome.
2: Well, well I hope you
0: got something to open. us for season three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we should make a clause that, like, returning authors should be allowed to kind of submit stuff outside of submissions, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making everybody upset now by saying that, but <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to help the people no. out. No. <laughs> against <laughs> corporate <laughs> policy. <laughs> um, yeah you I mean and then You could submit to um, You could submit To No Sleep Podcast Um I'm trying to think Of like who else Who else takes stories uh, know, Creepy no sleep. Pasta and, Creepy uh, right yeah, um, yeah. Or Creepy I Pasta think Creepy Pod yeah Chilling Tales for Dark Nights Maybe I'm sure there's I, I just, I'm just trying to think Off the top of my head But yeah I'm right. sure There's lots out there um, Yeah you need to Keep doing this Bailey You gotta it, You're important To this community You wrote an excellent Story thank you Uh, great foreshadowing you know i've heard some stories here and there from other podcasts where it's just the typical like oh they're just recycling tropes and they're using the same kind of plot points and characters and monsters but you definitely turned this on its head and introduced a really cool twist you got to keep up at this (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) um I was gonna say we don't we don't we don't have an actor with us to ask what they're doing, and you know we all know what Cassie and Jason are doing.
3: Um yeah. Yeah. Tanya and Tanya and Ewan uh, did a great job. I had never actually worked with them before. This was the first story I had the chance to work with them, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought I thought Tanya, holy cow, like that was some that was some delivery right there. Her character felt so real to me. I, She's I such a really natural felt, actor. Yeah, it felt real. Now, Ewan did yeah. a great job too. I love his narration yeah. voice, but I tell you what, Tanya, hey boy, give her a Grammy. <clears throat> she she walked away. Yeah, she there.
0: was she was amazing. She, I tried to get her on; it didn't work out. Um, but I really wanted to have her uh, do the show today with us. Um, so just schedules just didn't work out. But her her acting is top notch. She's on a lot of different podcasts, and she's got a very very just natural gift to act oh, out okay. the character that she's embodying. Yeah.
3: I can't even tell you, as a as a the producer, as for somebody who has to engineer the sound of this, having a voice talent that not only delivers the lines but puts a lot of emotion into them, it really takes the character into themselves, and then also provides you with so much extra. uh Oh, I got a call. So much, <laughs> so much, Tanya uh, so much extra Tanya offering you more. <laughs> well, that's my son's. Uh, my son's best friend is um facetiming them and so you know and it's connected oh, okay. to my phone of course that and busy uh, right I, I didn't have the foresight to turn the dang ringer down but with uh, <laughs> uh with tanya she also delivered a ton of extra stuff like crying and laughing and just all this extra ambient sound that sometimes mm-hmm. i have to physically go out there and find and you know off of like my sound effects library to fill in but boy she provided me this just dictionary of opportunity and it was wonderful and she did such a great job I cannot talk highly enough about her and Ewan I don't want to sell Ewan short either but man it was a great story it was a great story great acting everything about it was good it is one of my favorites it really stood out to me when I was reading it uh when we were looking through the submissions. so yeah that was an absolute pleasure to work on it It truly
0: was yeah and that artwork again whoo yeah, I like I like how you made it pop. You gave it an immediacy, Cassie. Um Gotta that make it jump like... out at you. Exactly, yes, because there is a lot of kinetic energy to that um that, that artwork and I feel like that last part of the story, everything is so sweet and happy until that very ending when David goes to bed and he wakes up and now he's the dog and everything is just switched instantly, you know, and <laughs> um yeah, so so you capture that I thought very well in, in the art. And then Graham did a great job with the um that cool color animation stuff that we, that right, we did yeah. on the um we did on the Twitter. So yeah. The full package yet again for another episode. Thank you, mm-hmm. Bailey. <laughs> Thank you Multiple all for, for
1: making something amazing.
0: Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Well it took all of us including you, so yay, <laughs> we're all awesome. <laughs> um well, I, on that note, um, I um, want to say thank you um, Bailey just in general for taking your chances with us and submitting a story to us and not knowing us and trusting that we would be able to do something with your with your written words. Um, Cassie, thank you for always always making excellent art for us. Uh, no Jason, yes Jason, you're awesome. You well, I mean, awesome. I'm just going to go ahead and
3: give myself another star today on the calendar. Hang on right there. <laughs> there, there Sunday, Jason got another star. There, are, This month's getting pretty full of good stars here. <laughs> I'm doing a pretty good job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Turn <laughs>
3: turn, thanks turn 10 lot. of them in and you'll get a prize. Thanks a lot. I, I, I'm i thinking of that character from Saturday Night Live. It was it? Stuart Smalley. Mm, oh, yes. He's <laughs> standing in front of the, the, the mirror and he's like, Look he's what special. I can do. yeah that's that's what i have right now that's 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 me that's awesome
0: you're welcome for
3: the visual (laughs) thank
0: you oh so um thank you everyone for for joining us uh for discussing shadows and teeth written by bailey hart um bailey any any last words that you want to want to share with us
3: choose it differently brooke anything else you would like to say before we conclude this any
0: (laughs) any last words (laughs) well this is a horror podcast come on she's gonna walk the plank when we're done yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) suddenly i can hear a dog growling in the background (laughs) the final
3: (laughs) 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 oh that was great Again, another star for me right there. Nice nice star. Star for <laughs> <too>. <laughs> Again, Bailey, thank you so much for the story. Again, it was an absolute pleasure getting to produce it. I enjoy working with all these wonderful, talented authors and actors and actresses that we somehow, by the grace of Graham, <laughs> get the opportunity yes. to work with. It's always Graham. It's just an absolute, it's a pinch me moment every day I get a script and every time I get to hear everything done. And I get to hear it from JM because he's a master at, at his craft. And uh, mm-hmm. love working with JM. Hale is a gem. Everything she does. Cassie, poor it's Cassie, and Brooks. And <laughs> Brooks, <actually>. Boy, their <laughs> cell phone bills got to be through the roof because they talk to me all the time and they get uh, a lot out of all me. The time. Love y'all. You guys are the best. Graham is absolutely wonderful. And everybody listening, got to tell you, we wouldn't and couldn't do this without you. So mm-hmm. we all appreciate you for listening and uh, contacting contributing your time and your ears to what we and to our passions and our dreams. So mm-hmm. getting to work with all of you and getting to put it out there is, is truly a dream come true. So thanks to all of you. Yes. 100%. You.
0: Yes. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Cassie, do you want to say anything?
2: Um, last note though, for all of our listeners, we I'll have bet. a new website up. So yes, make thanks, sure you, you did. go through, check that out share enjoy you can listen to all of our episodes on the website now um just enjoy it and leave a comment yeah
3: yes, okay. I, I think and who, you're not i think you're selling yourself short on that there.
0: yeah who yeah. designed it
3: that yes. is a oh, website yeah. that cassie and uh, mm-hmm. ben had designed and it is beautiful mm-hmm. i i probably spent two hours just looking at the front page the day it came out i I actually i was at work when she sent me the text and i pulled my mail truck over and i sat on the side of the road and i looked at it probably about 15 minutes and not doing my job so sorry if your mail was late (laughs) that day but yeah it's you're selling yourself short this is an absolutely stunning website so if you get a chance at grayrooms.com check it out it is beautiful and give it a look we've
2: yeah we've got lots of fun things planned for it in the future lots of fun things for people to find and enjoy little easter eggs i was yeah. i was so happy to be able to put it together for you guys i'm glad you guys enjoy
0: it it's fun a lot of fun have you checked it out yet bailey
1: no i'm going to
3: <laughs> please do have right sales pitch. another star yeah. for me <laughs> there we go
0: right there. bailey you can actually <laughs> listen to yourself on that that you have a story on there <laughs> it's on it's on the website um so Ooh, you're
3: going down, and you're going down in history here. The lore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I bid you all adieu. Please be safe. Wash your hands. Watch and, out for dogs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch out for dogs. Don't <laughs> touch your face. Uh, Watch
2: out for dogs.
0: Only adopt puppies, not not older. Well, M- no, that's me. Never yeah, mind. No. Don't listen to that. Adopt them all. Maybe. Just maybe yes just not dogs named david stay away from those just
2: yeah (laughs) not not for monster shopkeepers let's just we'll cut it
0: there yes margaret is a
3: wonderful lady if you see her she's not going to (laughs) sell you a chair that's gonna kill you sell you a dog that's gonna steal your soul (laughs) i promise she's not gonna do that
0: only in the great rooms
3: (laughs) well thanks again everybody really appreciate you yeah
0: thanks all right have a have a great night everyone bye